0: we thank you for this time where we can come together as a community of Thrive and as a body of believers to worship and be reminded of your goodness. Father, we all come to today with burdens, burdens of the world, people that we know who are sick, war all around us, and God, they rain heavy on our hearts. But God, we ask that you would continue to be present with us because we know that you are faithful. I would invite you, friends, if you know of those in your lives who are sick, that you would say their name out loud. Of those who are in the middle of harm's way, that you would say their names now. I pray for Dennis and my friend Katura and those that I know that are sick. God, be present with them and heal them. And we ask all these things in your heavenly name. Amen. So this morning, I have the privilege of bringing you the word of encouragement, and I'm so excited. Um, I wonder, have you ever been in a, a season of what feels like constant hard, layer on layer on layer, and it keeps coming? Maybe it's felt like you're walking in the desert, or maybe walking in the darkness. But what you know is that the Lord has spoken a truth over you, a message that he will be faithful. It doesn't lessen the hard, but it reminds you that you're not alone. Here at Thrive Church, for the past few years, we have been talking about the presence of God, and Pastor David and Brent and others have challenged us and encouraged us to seek after the presence of God. What could that do for our church? What could that do For our lives, for our world, what could that do if we all individually chose to seek after the presence of God? But here's the reality of life, and maybe you've experienced this too, there's plenty of distractions to go around. We have jobs, we have school, we have kids, we have spouses, we have social responsibilities, we have all kinds of distractions that are presenting themselves. There are unexpected life happenings, things that come at us, pandemics, wars, relationships that we thought would always be in our lives that are no longer. Simply, things come our way that we were not expecting. This summer, we've been looking at the life of David and talking about his heart after God. Imagine with me the day that Samuel came into his life and anointed him, you are going to be the next king. Can you imagine? They Israel had just had, this is their first king they've had, and all of a sudden Samuel's coming and anointing you as the next king. Can you imagine the excitement, the fright, and how is this all going to happen? But he knew he was the Lord's anointed. If you think about that, how would that have felt? But yet, We go from that moment to then we read throughout Scripture that he is faced with challenges. His um, life is, is challenged. He's at war. There's all kinds of things that he has to walk through before he gets to the point where he's king. The Psalms are a perfect place to see these expressions of what David might be walking through. So I would invite you to turn with me to Psalms 55. Here the psalmist, who we believe to be David, is expressing his depth of sadness at being betrayed by intimate friends. So you have to imagine that David has been welcomed into Saul's court and he has been uh, a part of the court. He's made friends there. He is at home there. He's married his, his Saul's daughter, for that matter. And all of a sudden, now he is on the outs. Something has happened in Saul that he is on the outs. So he has lost his family, his home, his wife, his spouse. You have to think about all of these things. The suffering of the psalmist include ostracism, mental turmoil, culminating in the wish to flee society. He wishes for a sudden death for his enemies. The psalmist, confident of his vindication, exhorts others to trust in this God of justice. He's lost his place. So read with me here, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Listen to my prayer, God. Do not ignore my cry for help. Please listen and answer me, for I am overwhelmed by my troubles. My enemies shout at me, making loud and wicked threats. They bring trouble on me and angrily hunt me down. My heart pounds in my chest. The terror of death assaults me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me. I can't stop shaking. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, that I would fly away and rest. I would fly far away to the quiet of the wilderness. How quickly I would escape far from this wild storm of hatred. Confuse them, Lord, and frustrate their plans, for I see violence and conflicts in the city. Its walls are patrolled day and night against invaders, but the real danger is wickedness within the city. Everything's falling apart. Threats and cheating are rampant in the streets. It is not an enemy who taunts me. I could bear that. It's not my foes who so arrogantly insult me. I could have hidden from them. Instead, it's you, my equal, my friend, my companion. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. Let death stalk my enemies. Let the grave swallow them alive, for evil makes its home within them. But I will call on God, and the Lord will rescue me. Morning, noon, and night, I will cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. He ransoms me and keeps me safe from the battle waged against me, though they still oppose me. I'm going to jump down to verse 22. He then says, give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Here we see David, perhaps like we, angry, frustrated, just wants to see the other guy get socked. He is frustrated. (laughs) He said, I would have better have had wings so I could get the heck out of this place, so I could go to the beach, go to the mountains, get far, far away. (laughs) Yet he remembers that the Lord has anointed him. The Lord promised him that he had something greater for him. What is the promise that has been spoken over your life? What's the calling on your life that you know God has told you but you haven't yet seen the answer to? What is it in the midst of your days, maybe mundane or hard, that you can hold on to? The psalmist says, Give your burden to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He'll not permit the godly to slip and fall. If you remember, earlier this year, we talked about the patriarch Abraham and how the Lord promised him in his youth, if he would just trust him, he was going to take him on a journey to make him a father of great nations, beyond what he could imagine. And Abraham trusted him and went on a journey. But what was so pointed out, and when we talked about that, is that this was not just like, oh, next month. This was like over decades of his life. He trusted God. He had doubt. He was discouraged. Is God really going to be faithful to this? But yet in the end, God was. Are you discouraged today? Do you find yourself weary, exhausted? Have you lost heart? Are you struggling to believe that God... Is here because you've been hurt, or you can't see him at work, or there's been so much hurt in your life? Does life feel as though you've been walking through such darkness and isolation for so long? The burdens of life create in you this deep sense of justice, just really wanting to fly away. Can I speak over you that you are not alone? Our journey of faith and walking with Jesus requires this deep, deep trust. And that trust is what carries us in the hard days. And when we're walking through a season or even days that just seem so hard, we may wonder, did I make a mistake? Did I not hear God right? Maybe sometimes, just a thought here, that God gives us a promise or a word, but before we can know that, we have to walk through hard. We have to walk through a dark season. We have to walk through things that feel like we don't know if we're going to make it out. Have you ever heard someone say, or maybe you yourself, you know, I have received this word of the, from the Lord. And it could be anything. in this these divisive days, it could be anything. I've heard a word from a Lord, and the first place I'm going to share is Facebook. (laughs) But what if that's not what it's for? What if it's for you, and you're not going to see that come to pass until you've walked through a journey? As I was thinking over this message, I was thinking back on my life, thinking about the ways that God has been faithful, But in the moment, it did not look like God being faithful. So if we are sitting over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, whichever you prefer, I would sit down and maybe we would share our stories and I would hear yours and you would hear mine. So if we don't know each other all that well, I'd like to share a little bit about my story. I grew up in Florida. I am a beach babe. I like the beach. I like warmth, not cold. my parents <laughs> my parents um, were both uh, followers of Jesus, and my dad was a, a youth pastor. And so we lived in central Florida and then to the east coast of Florida. And um, all my life, we grew up having people from all over the world come and be a part of our home. My parents' best friends were missionaries all over the world, and so we regularly had people and visitors from all different cultures in our home. That's important um, because whenever I um, was seven years old, my dad took a group of students to the Soviet Union, and through that trip, the Lord birthed the church. So since I was seven years old, there's a community in central Russia that is my family that I've heard about, and I heard all these stories. And so when I was 14 years old, um, there were three big major life events that happened for me. The first was I got to go to Russia and it was awesome. However, I did have to go there by myself, which was a little scary if you can imagine being 14 traveling to a former Soviet (laughs) country. Um, However the Lord was with me, it was very anxious to fly that far by myself, but I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Um, There is an experience that happens when you are not able to communicate verbally, and all you experience is the culture and just being loved on by people. The second experience happened shortly after I came home from there. My family moved from beautiful East Coast, Florida, 1,500 miles in the middle of maize. That's corn farmland. And if you have never moved before, There is a big cultural shift when you move across country, out of cities, in different environments. That is hard, especially being that you start your freshman year of high school. (laughs) Um, And there were many days when I told my parents, I might as well have moved to Russia. (laughs) Um, And the third event that happened in that time frame was, as many of you might have remembered, Y2K. The world was going to end as we knew it. (laughs) The computers were going to switch over, and you better have your water, you better have your rations, you better have it all on hand, because the world's going to end. Well, as we are all sitting here, we know that that did not occur. (laughs) But there was a lot of fear and, and angst in that season of life. And I tell those stories, and I look back on my life, and I think, you know, it's hard to be in those seasons of wondering where you're not sure what's going to happen next. And there's some darkness and some frustration and some anxiety. But yet I also look back on those times, excuse me, and I think back to the nights that I paced my floor in my room and I talked to God because I knew that he was there. And I will never... Forget that because God said, I'll be faithful, I'll get you through. As I look back on that, I wonder if we've ever taken time to stop our lives. And look back and see, where was God faithful? Where were the experiences that we've had that were really hard? But if we look back at them, we say, wow, I saw God come through for me on that. And I wonder, have you ever taken the time to write those things down? Because the days are hard, and we have to remember the Lord's faithfulness. It's easy in the hard seasons to be discouraged, and maybe in the last year and a half when our whole lives have been turned upside down, maybe you've found yourself discouraged. It's easy to find hope and joy lacking when all we hear is news that is so full of angst and heavy and hard. But if we take a break from this moment and look back, What will we be reminded of that the Lord was in the midst of? Perhaps we're so ready to know the answer to the promise that God has given us, and we're so ready to get out of this moment. If I can just make it to this day, I can take a breath. But what if we have to walk through the hard to get to that moment? We don't always have the ability to get out of the seasons of overwhelm and grief and sadness with too much happening around us. Our faith, though, calls us to trust Jesus. This is a word from Brennan Manning, who is a beloved author and spiritual teacher, from his book Ruthless Trust, The Ragamuffin's Path to God's... In this he writes, Like faith and hope, trust cannot be self-generated. I cannot simply will myself to trust. What outrageous irony. The one thing that I am responsible for throughout my life, I cannot generate. The one thing I need to do, I cannot do. But such is the meaning of radical dependence. It consists in theological virtues and divinely ordained gifts. Why reproach myself for my lack of trust? Why waste time beating myself up for something I cannot affect? What does lie within my power is paying attention to the faithfulness of Jesus, that what I'm asked to do, pay attention to Jesus throughout my journey, remembering his kindness. Have you ever allowed your mind to sit still and look back at the Lord's kindness over your life? What were the moments that have shaped you? What do you need to sit with, maybe be still and silent in, as I was preparing this week, I was reading in 1 Thessalonians. And as, we, as you read in 1 Thessalonians, um, Paul is writing to some new believers. And they have left everything to become followers of Jesus because they have seen the truth and the freedom there. But yet, after Paul has left, their friends have called them, Hey, you know, this isn't all it's made out to be. Come back. The Romans are offering us peace. Come back. We've got this other. Come back. Come back. And he encourages them in many ways in this chapter, in this letter he writes to them. But one thing he says is this in 1 Thessalonians 5, and I'm going to be reading from the message paraphrase Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you, who belong to Christ Jesus, to live. And then jump down to verse 23. Make God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said he'll do it, he will. Friends, this world is is broken. Don't know if you realize that, not sure if you've experienced it, but it is. (laughs) It's falling apart. And there's days when we feel the hurt and loneliness and sadness more than others. But we're not alone. And that's not a word to say, hey, let's just keep moving. But It's a word to be of an encouragement on the days that are hard. Over the past year, I have been walking through the Bible in a year. This is something I've never done before, but reading through the whole scriptures in the course of the year. And my brother challenged me to do it, and whenever I did it, I was like, oh, but the Old Testament, ooh, there's a lot of hard stuff in that. But let me tell you, I have been listening to it, and I have never been so encouraged. Because you know what? Humanity has not changed very much. Over the course of what we see in scriptures, even through some of the laws and very tedious specific details, we see that God is still faithful, calling Himself, calling us to Himself to trust Him for a different way. Jesus knew that this life is hard. Remember, He is God incarnate, He experienced this. Maybe not in our culture, but still, He was flesh. He knew that we would not always agree, that we would be overwhelmed, that we would be tired on the days when it seems like that this in front of us is is falling apart. So, friends, I just have four things I want to challenge you with. And maybe think through these, or maybe write them down. In the seasons that are hard, maybe you're not experiencing a season that's hard right now. Maybe you're, you're doing great. Life is going good. It's trucking. But maybe... Write this down and keep it away for a day when you are having a hard one. First, I would invite you to simply pause. What we did at the beginning of um, this message this morning is called a pause app. You can get it on your phone. It simply is a reminder to just breathe. Let it all go. And to be reminded of Jesus in the simple, ordinary days. And the second is, we've talked about it over and over again for the last few years, seek after the presence of Jesus. He desperately wants to spend time with you. Humble yourself and your agenda before the Lord. Brent talked so beautifully the last few weeks about what it would look like to humble ourselves before the Lord and allow him to challenge us. It will require intention, it will not be easy, and you may have to fight for it each day, but it will change your life. The third is to create a gratitude journal. We've been talking about the faithfulness of God, and I would challenge you to find a book, or find a notebook, and each night before before you go to bed, write three things that you're thankful for. It could be a person, an experience, It could be a cup of coffee that somebody gave you. We're talking basic, easy. But I challenge you to do that, maybe from now until Thanksgiving, and see what it is that brings up in you. When you choose gratitude, it can transform you. And the last is, be an encouragement to others. We need encouragement too. I'm not, I am one who is big on that, but what if it would be like to just encourage somebody else? Compliment somebody's outfit. (laughs) Say, hey, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm so glad you're awake. I'm so glad you're alive. You have breath in your lungs. It could be anything, as small or big as you want to make it. But I would encourage you to just be reminded that the Lord is faithful. So before Dan comes back to sing, I would just like to read a couple passages of Scripture. From 1 Thessalonians again, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And from Psalm 55, Cast your cares upon the Lord who will give you support. He'll never allow the righteous to stumble. In a passage from Philippians, Always be full of joy. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus.